media mogul Oprah Winfrey is leaving the board of Weight Watchers, ending a nearly decade-long stint as a director of the company. Now, she didn't reveal a reason, but Weight Watchers says that it wasn't because of a disagreement, adding that Oprah will remain a, quote, strong strategic voice and collaborator. Now, the news sent Weight Watchers stock tumbling on Thursday, although this morning it has since recovered some of that loss. Let's bring in Nathaniel Meyerson, who is in New York. Nathaniel, I mean, just explain for us. I mean, Oprah is obviously a mogul, as we said, but why is her stepping down such a big blow to Weight Watchers? And what do we know about the pivot the company now expects to make with its business? So, Rahel, I think we all know how important Oprah is for these businesses. We all know about the Oprah effect. What is most interesting to me, though, about this story is the timing of Oprah's departure from Weight Watchers. It comes at a really difficult moment for the company and and the weight loss industry, which is being upended by the rise of Ozempic and Wagovi and these GLP-1 drugs. So Weight Watchers has been really trying to pivot its business. It bought a company that, that has access to doctors who can prescribe um, these weight loss medications. So Weight Watchers is trying to shift from diet culture and wellness culture into these drugs. And Oprah herself had said that she was taking a weight loss drug. So this is just a really difficult moment for Weight Watchers and for the industry. And certainly Oprah leaving Weight Watchers is just going to add to the pressure on the company. And, you know, we see uh, Jenny Craig recently filed for, for bankruptcy. So, look, if you're a traditional weight loss company, you are in trouble right now. And, Ozemp- and, and Oprah leaving is not going to help. Yeah, I mean, Oprah does sort of have the, seem to have the magic touch. Um, Nathaniel, I'm so interested in how these drugs have really touched a lot of different industries. I mean, I've seen even some of the grocery stores talk about Mm -hmm. the impact of weight loss drugs in their earnings calls. So just talk to us a bit about what other industries these drugs seem to be touching and impacting. Yeah, so weight loss, the weight loss industry is not the only uh, industry that is being upended by the rise of these drugs grocery stores, as you mentioned. I've been working on a story about gyms that are trying to respond to this trend. So you have luxury gyms like Equinox and Lifetime Fitness. They're trying to pivot their businesses to try to attract members who are on these GLP-1s. So Lifetime has launched kind of a weight loss clinic. Um, Equinox is is, uh, targeting a membership a plan for people who are on these GLP-1s. Um, you'll, you see grocery stores. Mm-hmm. Um, and not yet. Yeah, uh, J.P. Morgan predicts that 9% of the U.S. population will be on one of these drugs by 2030. So you can tell why these businesses are just scrambling um, to adjust to this, to this rapid rise. Mm. Nathaniel, would you say that we're starting to see uh, a case of the haves and the have-nots? Because it seems like there... It seems like these drugs are such a um, massive disruptor in the weight loss industry. Mm-hmm. You're seeing some industries really benefit from it, and you're seeing others really struggle in this new space. Yeah, I think that the food companies, some of these uh, snack companies and sugary drink companies, really could struggle um, as, as as more people start to take Ozempic. Um, and so, look, I think there's still a lot of uncertainty um, mm-hmm. about the impact of these drugs on different industries. But investors um, and executives, everybody's trying to figure figure it out. And so you could start to see a divergence of companies that are doing well because of the drugs, but also 
companies that start to struggle. If you're a, you know, if you're kind of an Oreo or a, some of these or a Twinkies, I'm not sure if the future is looking as bright for you. Yeah, I love how I, I call it the have and have nots. You put it a lot more uh, tactfully. Some companies who will do well and some who won't. Uh, Nathaniel Meyerson, thank you. Good to have you.